So I want to say for 10, I mean, 10, 12 years, I was trying with the special carbohydrate diet and I tried everything else, naturopaths, chiropractors, acupuncturists, Chinese medicine. I mean, you can just, whew, I mean, the amount of time and money that I have spent on all these things to try and find a way to manage this. I know there is like a whole list of documentaries that were, I want to say game changers because one of them is actually called game changer, <laughs> but they were, they were game changers because until I saw these documentaries and I saw the science behind why this is an effective um, way to eat and live. Mm -hmm. um, when I saw that, that I was like, I am determined. I was not used to having that many fruits. I mean, I rarely had like a fruit mm. a day back mm. in the day. So, you now know, in comparison, I have almost 15 to 20 fruits a day as mm -hmm. opposed to the one that I used to. Obviously, I had the diarrhea in the blood and um, I had some kind of pain, like abdomen pain, things like that. The urgency was there. Um, I, I, I mean, when I spoke to you about it, you offered some tweaks and things to, to um, the diet, which was really helpful, which is, I can't stress enough, when you have a coach, they can do that with you. Otherwise, it's really difficult to know, like, how do I tweak this? <laughs> Three and a half months, that's when my um, symptoms started to stay consistent and I was starting to see normal bowel yeah. movements, things I haven't seen, you know, without medication. Even when I had medication, I was in a flare. I mean, and, and you have to understand too, I, when I started this diet, I was in a flare with medication. I started to feel good actually. And I'll say it. I, it was probably the first time in a long time. I didn't have period pain when I mm. had my, when I was on this healing plan, I was interested to see my blood work because I, the number one thing that people always say is I was like, yeah, but you're probably nutrient deficient or lacking in this, this, and this. My levels were better than they had ever been. <laughs> they were better than they had ever been. Mm -hmm. And I was like, people need to know about this. So I'm like telling people left and right. You saw I went on my social media and I'm like, listen, there's a way out of this. Let me just tell you. And it feels amazing. But what you come to understand is that actually you were limited when you were eating meat because when you were eating meat, it was like meat and a vegetable, meat and this meat. And I'm having, like I said, 15 to 20 different fruits a day, all these vegetables, like I'm eating more liberally than I ever have. It's so interesting. They'll be like, oh, okay, you're yeah. vegan. Oh, so sorry for you type of thing. <laughs> I was like, don't be sorry. I feel great. I was like, I feel like I'm 19 again. And there hasn't been a moment. And my husband says it too. There hasn't been a moment where we have felt deprived. Mm. There's never been a moment where we've gone, oh God, I wish I could have that burger. I wish I could have this or that. Not once. It is possible to never have to deal with any of these things again. It never has to get in your way. You never have to worry about rushing to the bathroom when you're in class or at work or on an airplane or whatever. All of this stuff doesn't have to exist. You don't have to bleed, you know, and hurt every time you go to the bathroom. Like this is all curable. You can get rid of it. You saved, you literally, um, it's, you know, y'all saved my life.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the podcast, IBD Heal, a podcast brought to you by High Carb Health. I'm your host, Shakul, and today I'm joined by Nava Galili. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, we're very excited and honored to have Nava on the show today because, um, well, not only has she healed herself from ulcerative colitis, but I'll just talk you through a little bit about her background and career. So at 19, Nava began her career in television news and became one of the youngest news anchors in the history of American television. The Emmy-nominated journalist, film, TV, digital producer, actress, and musical artist is a leading youth empowerment activist since the, since the age of 13 and a youth radicalization and extremism expert who speaks internationally and consults on moral and service-oriented empowerment through education and human rights of children and youth. So super excited to have you on and sharing your journey and some of the work you do and how you've been able to heal uh, from ulcerative colitis and kind of let's kind of go through your your journey, um, your health journey and, and how that's affected your life. Wow. I'm super grateful to be on this podcast and to have been having you and high carb health, a part of my life. I, my health journey. Woo, so I've had ulcerative, I had ulcerative colitis for, um, I want to say since I was, uh, so probably 14 years, about 14 years. I was diagnosed um, when I was around 20 or so. Um, I was going through a rare, very rough time in my life. And mm. at the time I was living away from home on a different continent and I was eating terribly, stressing terribly. And that's when I started to develop my symptoms. Um, so I've been struggling with it. I've tried every single uh diet you could think about in the book. You know, I've, I've read every single book that has had to do with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's to figure out what I could do about this disease. I was of course, like everybody else told when I go see my doctors that it's an incurable illness, just get ready to live with it for the rest of your life. Um, and that was too hard for my stubborn ears to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't think anyone should have to settle for just, I'm not, I've got no hope, you know, that's, I think where it boils down to with the medical community is that they just kind of, kind of put their hands up and say, well, you know, too bad. And no, we don't have to accept that. And, and you didn't. Um, but let's kind of talk about where it started from you and, and some of the symptoms that you experienced as you yeah. as you went through um, the initial part of your journey. Absolutely. Initially, it started with bleeding. Mm. So obviously, when I went to the bathroom, I'd see blood. I was told that there were hemorrhoids at first um, until we kind of demanded to have a colonoscopy. And that's when they said we have the early signs of ulcerative colitis. I was having mm. cramping as well. Um, and it was then when they put me on, um, mesalamine or at the time, sulfacelazine. Mm -hmm. And I had heard from my cousin who had Crohn's in Canada that she was on this diet called the specific carbohydrate diet. Um, and she said she was doing well, you know, at that time with it. And so I got the book 
And this is like before you could Google things on the internet. You know, my mom got the book. We ordered it. She read it. She changed my diet a little bit, removed some, some things. Um, and I managed to only be on sulfasalazine for about six months. And then I got off of it while staying on this diet. And I was able to maintain for a little while some calm and peace mm. with the symptoms until inevitably um, they returned again. And everything from, I mean, I've had everything from, oh goodness, diary. I mean, you know my history out into the world, <laughs> diarrhea, you know, the bleeding, the cramps, the body aches, pains, joints hurting, um, all of that. Hmm. Mm, yeah, so just you know, st stuff that people with ulcerative colitis have, and I think you know, it's it's quite brave of you to come and talk about it because it is the invisible disease. You know, people don't really know what people who have colitis and Crohn's go through, and and part of our mission um, with what we do at High Carb Health and this podcast and and sharing our YouTube channel and things like that is to normalize. The fact that everyone has bowel motions, some people have different ones, and um, you know we can talk about it without feeling embarrassed, you know, because yeah. it's something that's really important. That and and when we have good bowel health, it helps mm -hmm. all the other aspects of our body as well. So, you know, coming Absolutely. on and sharing your journey uh, while while it is confronting, it also kind of normalizes the fact that yes, we went through that, and 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 yes, people do have different issues with their bowels and, and we can talk about it, you know, um, yeah. and we should be able to. That's so true. And Absolutely. thank you for talking about it and normalizing it. You know, it's not until we actually talk about it. I mean, I, I came out recently on my own social media and started talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, it's not something I ever would have <laughs> let anyone know about because I think, and, and then, and then I started to get all these messages from people going, Oh, you know, my brother has that, or my mm. husband has that, or this mm. or that. And then you realize you're right. It is a very, um, it's a quiet, invisible illness because people don't talk about those type of symptoms. It's very, it's different if they talk about, you know, other issues that have to do with their body and their movement that you can see that is in front of you. But this is very, um, the symptoms are private or what people consider to be private yeah, and you absolutely. feel very alone. I mm. think you feel very alone because you don't have those conversations. And so many people have digestive issues and they just think that's normal. That's part of the experience. That's what it's inevitable that some, you know, that it's okay to have um, a little bit here and there. Um, even if you don't have IBD, most people suffer from some kind of digestive discomfort at some point in their lives. And yeah. so, yeah, we want to make it, quite clear that you don't have to do that and you know if you do the right things you can you know heal your digestive system and, and get better um yeah. okay so you've been following the specific carbohydrate diet and it's given you some benefits and obviously you know um some of these diets obviously when you go from eating a, a diet that's quite unhealthy processed a lot of processed foods you take some of those things out of your diet processed sugars and things like that out of your diet of course you're going to feel a little bit better right um but what happened from there yeah. So you need to know the food that I was eating was like KFC four times a week. 
mm-hmm. you know, McDonald's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, to an extent, my mom, she's, she's Persian, we're Persian. And so the mm-hmm. food I was eating at home was super duper and a lot of vegetables and salads and things like that, super healthy, mm-hmm. but going out like when I was in college or just in high school and we'd go out with my friends every day, it would be a lot of the processed, mm-hmm. um, foods that, you know, she wouldn't know about. So, yeah. So, yeah. When you say it was it was a big change because I removed a lot of that. And obviously, you're right. When you remove those things, you're going to see some improvement somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then how long did you manage to stay on, on that diet? Oh. And, and what made you decide to shift certain things from there? Well, here's the thing. At that time, there wasn't a lot of these health food stores. So everything mm-hmm. I mean, the kind of stuff we have available now, it's easy to be able to modify your diet and create this lifestyle. But back then we didn't have that. And so it was very, very hard to sustain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was on and off. I mean, because I moved to America from Australia and I had my you know television career in journalism. And it was very 16 hours a day. Uh, we would be like in a, you know, running around in a car on, you know, some whatever murder scenes or whatever. And I would eat whatever was available to me at the time, which was like gas station food mm. or whatnot. So it was not sustainable for me. Um, and I started to notice that it would come back and it would come back these symptoms with a vengeance mm. and even small trigger, like, you know, some stress or a a big trigger, like a heartbreak (laughs) would, would bring a lot of those symptoms back. So I want to say for 10, I mean, 10, 12 years, I was trying with the special carbohydrate diet and I tried everything else, naturopaths, chiropractors, acupuncturists, Chinese medicine. I mean, you can just, I mean, the amount of time and money that I have spent on all these things to try and find a way to manage this. And this is like, in addition to having a lower dose mesalamine so that I wouldn't have to have pregnisone and these steroids. Mm. Um, and I'm very good at denying pain that I'm experiencing. And I just, you just put it at the back of your head, you go to the bathroom, you do whatever you have cramps, you do whatever, you just get on with your life. And I did that all up until I got pregnant Hmm. with, you know, my husband and I, we got married and I got pregnant and the pregnancy was rough. Like the symptoms were just my liver panel function, you know, like all of those numbers were too high. Um, I developed cholestasis of pregnancy and had hives all over my body because of the liver, um, not being able to process the toxins, um, that I was giving it. Um, my body aches. Oh, I was having so many muscle spasms in my body. Um, and what's hard is now you can't take medication because you're pregnant. So there's nothing to bandaid. And so mm. you're f- become fully aware of the magnitude of how it is that you're feeling. And, you know, and I think it also affected my labor. And then when I had a very rough labor, um, and my son and I almost didn't make it because of the circumstances of that labor. And then a few months into him being born, um, my mom was having a 
conversation with a friend in India and they were on a trip on um, for the Mona Foundation. It's a charitable organization. And she said, listen, I've heard about um, uh, the medical medium and some of his, you know, ways and ideas. And so mm-hmm. I got that book and I um, started to implement a lot of the concepts of reducing the fats in the body mm-hmm. and, you know, upping the, the juices. Um, and I felt like my body turned a little bit of a corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized, you know, even with doing that, it wasn't quick enough. I was still, I was still suffering. Um, and I felt there was just a missing element for me uh, and from the guidance that I was seeing. Um, and that's when I was on a medical medium Facebook forum and this woman on there said, I've, you know, got rid of and cured my ulcerative colitis. And so I'm messaging her. We don't know each other. I'm messaging her. I was like, well, how did you do that? And she was like, you need to get this book by David Klein. Mm. And that's when I got this book. And I was like, by then I was like, well, I've never seen this book and I've read all the other ones. So I'm just going to get it and see. But at that, I mean, I, at that point, a person would have been jaded and been like, listen, I've been on every diet there's been around, you know, there's nothing else for me. I'm just going to know that I have this and just suffer for the rest of my life. And I got this book and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this because I can't live like this anymore. I can't chase after my son, my toddler son. I can't, when I get up, I felt like I was 95 years old. Like mm-hmm. my body was hurting and I was like, I don't understand. I'm just, I'm in my thirties. I was like, I shouldn't be feeling like this. And I was like, I can't, I can't accept this anymore. If I want to have another child, you know, and, and create a life where I feel good and happy. I was like, I don't, I can't do this. And so I actually had a dream and I put the book aside and I had a dream one night that in my dream, I was looking at my body. I was so busy, but I looked down at my body in the middle of all my busyness and I saw that it was getting old. It it had like wrinkles and, and it was like almost deteriorating. And I woke up like with, (gasps) and I get a text from a girlfriend in Australia randomly who I, I don't speak to often. And she said, I had a dream about you last night. And when I saw you, you looked really old. Wow. And I was like, that was the thing that made me go, if I don't address this now, then I'm going to have a specific type of destiny that doesn't look good for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I grabbed the book and I started reading it. I started um, seeing how I can implement it. And it, I, there's no forums for people following the David Klein. Even the Facebook is kind of like, nobody's talking about it. And so I was like, where do I go for support? I literally went to the Amazon reviews and read every single one and wrote to people. I was like, can anyone kind of like, tell me what your experience has been? Like, hmm. what does this look like? And then someone on there said, um, this book is so great. Y'all should reach out to high carb health guys. <laughs> and I was like, who's the high carb health guys. <laughs> and so 
Um, wow. you know, the, I had the support from the girl that also cured it from this book. And, and that's when I Googled you all. Mm. Um, and we had a conversation. Yeah. And what did you talk? You would have had a chat to Shamiz. What did you talk to him? Yeah. About? I had a talk to Shamiz and, um, and it was so great because I loved the idea of having, um, listen, I, not eating meat is not anything that I ever would have imagined mm -hmm. that I would be doing. I mean, like I, I joke about this, but you know how when your kids, I mean, it's maybe not sensitive, but when your kids, you're like, okay, if you were on death row and you had your last supper, what would it be? And you could choose. I'd be like, okay, baby back ribs with barbecue sauce. I was like, that was my jam. Like I loved meat and it was a part of my life. So I never would have thought, in fact, when I heard like about vegans and people eating plant-based, I was like, that's so unhealthy because all they eat is probably bread all day. Like <laughs> just a bunch of bread and, you know, a bunch of processed stuff. So in my mind, this was not, I was like, it's not even, I didn't understand it. And so when I spoke to Shamiz, you know, obviously he's been, you know, cured of, you know, ulcerative colitis for how many years? Ten. And I was like, listen, if he can do it, <laughs> mm -hmm. I can do it. All it's going mm -hmm. to take is a lot of discipline. And, you know, I was a little nervous because when I read in the book, it said, you really need to change a lot of parts of your life. It's like, you, sh you can't be responsible for caring for another person. And there was like a lot of elements that I was like, I have a toddler. I'm full-time mm -hmm. taking care of him. I was just going to fold. I'd be like, there's no way. Um, but I said, you know what, I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm going to do as much of it as I possibly, you know, can implement and just see if it'll work. And so I started on it on my own mm -hmm. first for the first few weeks. And then I was like, I'm getting like a flare and there's some symptoms here that I'm a little nervous about and I don't like to play with my health. So I, I was like, I am going to call them and ask them if we can start this relationship and get coached, um, to just make sure that am I on the right track is, does this look normal type of thing? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you start the program, talk to, talk to the audience about kind of the education piece of the program. What did you learn, um, when you got all the information, uh, in the initial, you know, guidelines, you know, package? initially, yeah. Um, I know there's like a whole list of documentaries that were, I want to say game changers because one of them is actually called game changer, <laughs> but they were, they were game changers because until I saw these documentaries and I saw the science behind why this is an effective um, way to eat and live. Mm -hmm. um, when I saw that, that I was like, I am determined. I don't care how hard this is. I don't care, you know, what, whatever you tell me to do, even if you told me to fast for 365 days, I'd be like, okay, I mean, if this is the way to go, I'll do it. And so <laughs> the interesting thing is my husband went on this educational journey with me. He comes from the Midwest. He's more meat and potatoes than I am. You know, he, he lives in a place where there's more cows than people. And so, um, he was seeing these documentaries with me and we both were just like, you couldn't deny the facts. Anybody that sees this or reads the research and information and then is like, no, it's not for me. 
tells me more about that person than the facts that they're actually saying. It tells me that either they're willing to suffer in the name of just living in a certain way and mm -hmm. to have that momentary and temporary satisfaction of, you know, certain tastes mm -hmm. or the just, <sighs> to me, it just tells me like, I think for me, it was like, I would be lazy. Nava, if you don't do this, you, mm. you don't, it's because you're lazy. Mm. Do you, you know what the, the other truth. thing is? People are confused. Yeah. People are confused, yeah. you know, because you see all this information on one side and then you see, you know, the sensationalist headlines. Um, and I'm going to have a go at your profession here because in a way they kind of put out stuff that's, you know, fed by the industry in in certain ways you know there's started you know, some spe specific handpicked studies that are fed to the media and the headline rolls out without any evaluation or review of what the study actually says and then the main the main driver for the food and um drink industries and pharmaceutical industries is confusion if you have enough people confused, and how often have you heard people say this? Well, everything's bad for me, so it doesn't matter what I eat. Right. Right. right? And well, here's the thing. And I used to think like that too. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> or you hear everything in moderation. Mm -hmm. I think I hear mm -hmm. a lot of that too. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think it helps that I'm a Baha'i. I mean, mm -hmm. and for those people that don't know what, the, what a Baha'i is, is that the entire purpose of uh, of a person that's practicing the Baha'i faith is to be of service to humanity mm. and to continue to evolve and to grow and to change. Um, and one of the main principles of the Baha'i faith is independent investigation of the truth, meaning mm. you don't follow blindly um, something or have a loyalty to something without this um, exercising of seeking the truth and refining that truth over time because then otherwise you don't grow you don't evolve and so for me i had seen what was in the past with research and 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 whatnot and i was following it but i was always very open like okay well there's new research or there's new things that people are trying um and you know what the fact of the matter is and i come from a family of doctors and nurses and whatnot um and I have such respect for the medical field, you know, but I also know as a, as a patient of chronic illness, I haven't, they, they haven't always had the answers to chronic illnesses. And so I, I, I knew that I'd have to look elsewhere. Hmm. And so th while there was a respect, there wasn't necessarily a, a, like a loyalty, uh, like a blind loyalty to certain hmm. things. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just touching on moderation, I think it's really, um, interesting point that you raised there because, you know, if you, if you accept that you're going to ha have everything in moderation, then you've also got to accept disease in moderation. And we're not ex willing to accept that. You know, we don't want to be moderate or average. We want to be excellent. We want to have excellent yeah. health, not moderate health. Right. Yeah. So if you want to be, if you want to have excellence in your life, you have to do the things that are going to get that for you. And, and yes, they're different to what, you know, 
society kind of thinks is healthy and you know yeah. what is taught but um yeah when you experience it as you have and you overcome something you see the value and and the importance of making those changes i was so you know i have to say i was as i was going through the healing journey i mean yeah obviously it's difficult mm. i mean i'm not going to sugarcoat it like I mean, no we don't I want you to I, I want you to tell yeah. everyone what it was like you know like when you started yeah. to go through the you know the healing phase you know it's very important to talk about this because we don't want to scare people but we also want to make it realistic that this is what it is that you need to go through and and the rewards of the other side side of that hard work are just so valuable that it's worth yeah. doing it yeah and nothing yeah exactly nothing so great is ever achieved by you know little effort mm. so you know, for me, it was very difficult, especially when you have like a young son and you have a busy, active life. I was working and full time watching after him. And, you know, we're not in a position to have a chef come into our house and make food and the foods that, you know, I was supposed to eat. They were, you know, they're high quality. They're expensive. Sometimes can be expensive foods if it's like if I'm getting organic produce or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so. Not more expensive than medication, though. <laughs> so <laughs> not more expensive than meat either actually no no exactly and so um it was really hard I was juicing a lot so I just felt like I literally felt like I was having juice all day is really mm-hmm. what it felt like to me um and I was not used to having that many fruits I mean I rarely had like a fruit mm-hmm. a day back mm-hmm. in the day so you now know in comparison I have almost 15 to 20 fruits a day mm-hmm. as opposed to the one that I used to and it was very, I think if you were to say, listen, we'll give you the monk life and you go follow this diet and just in a vacuum, I would be like, okay, so much easier. I don't have to be disturbed <laughs> by anybody and I can just pray and meditate all day. This was, it's hard to do it when you are, you've got so much any change. Any change is tricky. You know, yeah. Um, what we find is that the longer you do it, the easier it gets, and the more you find a routine with it, and then it becomes just what you do. Yeah, and you know what? You realize how much of what you eat is actually emotional, hmm. because I was having emotional withdrawals. It was was my pain. I mean, my body wasn't saying I you know, I don't like you. What are you doing to me? My body was seeming relatively fine. I would feel like a little bit of, Ooh, I, I want that feeling of being really incredibly full that you used Mm. to get when you would eat processed foods. Mm. I'd get that, but it was emotional. And then with that came all this emotional baggage that was coming up to the surface of things I had to address because this time I was not able to use food to suppress it. Mm Mm-hmm. So now there was no choice. And that was very difficult to look at in the face for a few months. Um, and I also, listen, people thought I was crazy. I mean, like we'd get invited to go out to places and whatnot. They'd be like, oh, this is so you know extreme or like, you know, this is, um, you should just, you know, be kind to yourself or like not knowing that the reason I'm doing this is to be kind to myself. And, um, it was really, and I, and I lost a lot of weight, Mm. you know? So there was a point when I would look in the mirror during this healing process. And I was very nervous because I hadn't been that slim since 
I don't think I've ever been, you know, <laughs> that slim with this, you know, body. And um, that was emotional too. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, and I was more snappy <laughs> here and there. I mean, there were times where I was like, yeah, probably too snappy with my husband and child. Um, yeah, but that was that process. Mm. And talk about the healing, like what kind of symptoms did you experience? Cause we always talk about the healing crisis or the fact that there is a good chance that your symptoms will become a little bit worse before they get better because that's how the body removes the toxins and heals and, you know, um, part and parcel of healing is pain. Like, you know, if you get a cut on your arm, it hurts. Um, so as the body heals things, you know, there are some uncomfortable situations. So can you talk about some of those and how you, what your experience was and then how they started to get better? Yes. So I experienced the exact symptoms you would have at a flare. And I had two waves of it. Hmm. The first wave, it was, it was the blood and diarrhea. Um, and then it, you it, it's kind of disappointing when you see it, because you, you, in your mind, you think, well, improvement means I should be showing improvement. And I think that's where a lot of people, if you don't have that, like, just stick with it mindset, you would, would fall off. Mm. Um, and because I was coaching with you and you were telling me, listen, this is a part of the process. This, this is going to happen. Just stay with it. I was like, I felt like safe enough to be like, okay, you know, this is going to be okay in the end. So, Obviously, I had the diarrhea in the blood and um, I had some kind of pain, like abdomen pain, things like that. The urgency was there. Um, I, I, I mean, when I spoke to you about it, you offered some tweaks and things to, to um, the diet, which was really helpful, which is I can't stress enough when you have a coach, they can do that with you. Otherwise, it's really difficult to know, like, how do I tweak this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then. I was starting to do okay again. And I was like, okay, wow. Like more normal bowel movements. And then it hit again. Mm -hmm. I think a couple of weeks later it happened again. And I'm like, oh, disappointment because you know, you're waiting for the time when you can improve because then be like, okay, well then I'm done with this phase and I can have some more solids and different uh, options of foods, you know? Um, so it was, I, I got, I got like scared every time I would go to the bathroom and I would like look and I'd be like, oh man, like, you know, like, oh no. <laughs> so it was, it was hard and disappointing um, initially, but we kept with it. And I want to say it took about, for me, um, I started Jan January 10th and I want to say March 21st. So three and a half months, that's when my, um, symptoms started to stay consistent and I was starting to see normal bowel yeah. movements, things I haven't seen, you know, without medication. Even when I had medication, I was in a flare. Mm. I mean, and, and you have to understand too, I, when I started this diet, I was in a flare with medication mm -hmm. and my doctor was telling me, listen, I think we need to go on pregnazone because you can't do this to your body anymore. And I said, just, can you just give me one more try. I want to try this book. <laughs> I literally <laughs> said that. Just give me one more. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, bless her heart. She just didn't want to see me, you know, deplete myself of all my nutrients. And so, yeah. Um, and 
it was amazing. Three and a half months. And that's when I spoke to you and I was like, so can I introduce things now? And you'd kind of give me the okay and thumbs up on a few things. And I remember when I first tasted like my first avocado, mm-hmm. it was like as if I tasted something that no one else has tasted before. It was so strong. And I was like, man, this is so good. And it was not because I was deprived of it for so long. It's because my body had detoxed and I was just, I was able to absorb and appreciate and the senses were so heightened, Mm -hmm. you know? Your taste um, buds return to the original function when you go on a simplified diet as well, because you're not you're not hammering them with um, excitotoxins and spices and 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 things that burn them off like chilies and hot foods and things like that. So yeah, That's you so really true. get a different appreciation for what the food actually tastes like. That's so true. That's so true. And so I um that was revolutionary for me. And um I started to feel good. Actually, and I'll say it, I it was probably the first time in a long time I didn't have period pain when I mm. had my when I was on this healing plan. Um and um I was interested to see my blood work because I, the number one thing that people always say is I was like, yeah, but you're probably nutrient deficient or lacking in this this and this. My levels were better than they had ever been. <laughs> They were better than they had ever been like, and that includes like iron and like all of this other stuff that everyone's like, meat, meat, meat. So that was a huge eye opener. I was like, I'm feeling good. The numbers look good. How is it that I got care from various gastroenterologists for the last more than a decade and nobody told me about this? Like I was almost angry. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was just so, I was so upset about that. But at the same time, I felt so empowered that I did this myself, you know, like that I could do this myself and like how much, and and I mean, God, and I, cause I had always just, I was like, okay, let, let the doctors tell me the doctors, because they study for all these many years, like surely they would know the answer. Hmm. And it, that was such a disappointment. And the fact that I did it myself, I was like, it was disappointing, but then also very empowering that mm-hmm. I had that ability. Mm-hmm. And I was like, people need to know about this. So I'm like telling people left and right. You saw, I went on my social media and I'm like, listen, there's a way out of this. Let me just tell you. And it feels amazing. And you know, I got so much great reception from people and they were so excited and they're like, oh my gosh, I got to tell my family about this. And um, I think in the bottom, like in the back of my mind, I was always like, oh my God, what if it comes back? And, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of like worry about these things because in the past, it's always been like that. You start Mm -hmm. something, you do good for a while, comes back. Um, And I think now that I've been doing it for a while, it seems to be very clear that this is not something that will come back um, because my whole lifestyle has just changed. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and I want to touch on sometimes it's, it's a little bit difficult. Like some of the things that are difficult is, is like socially, 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you go to go out to eat or like someone invites you to their house and they're cooking something. And I remember, I mean, mm-hmm. I got to admit, like when we would go out with like even a vegetarian, I'd be like, oh, OK, well, we got to get vegetarian. You know, like it felt so limiting, mm. you know, Um. But what you come to understand is that actually you were limited when you were eating meat, because when you were eating meat, it was like meat and a vegetable, meat and this meat. And I'm having, like I said, 15 to 20 different fruits a day, all these vegetables, like I'm eating more liberally than I ever have. And so um, it's kind of hard Um to sometimes explain to people and you could tell like in their mind in their, it's so interesting. They'll be like, Oh, okay. You're <laughs> vegan. Oh, so sorry for you type of thing. <laughs> I was like, don't be sorry. I feel great. I was like, I feel like I'm 19 again. And like, you know, like my girlfriends would be like, really, you feel like you're 19. I was like, yeah. Like in every possible way, like think of back when you were like 19 feeling great. I was, I'm like, wow, I had no idea this mm-hmm. would, it would be like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's struggles with this in the sense that, again, like. I mean, my husband decided to adopt this after seeing those documentaries. And so we've both been doing this together, which makes things, you know, oh, yeah. a lot uh, easier. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, when you have your son eating similarly, people are like, oh, but aren't you depriving him of like mm-hmm. the protein that he needs? And <laughs> and the thing is, you know, all the research and the stats, like you have doctors pretty much saying that protein argument is actually a bunch of mumbo jumbo. You know, you have all of this information, but you do get people go, oh, oh, it's, oh, you're not, you're not letting him have, oh, I see. You know, there's a lot of that and you got to be prepared for that. And I'm mm-hmm. totally fine. Cause honestly, I feel great. Mm. Yeah. yeah absolutely and, and i mean you know you're making certain decisions you know like when people give their kids bacon hot dogs ham salami all these things these are class one carcinogens yeah. you know you don't give your kids a cigarette right there's certain decisions we make that when we have the information, they're in the best interest of ourselves and our family. And um, when you don't have that information, you can feel like, you know, they're depriving themselves. But when you realize how you actually feel and how much better your body operates, you know, how much better your sleep is, how much better, you know, your physical activities are, how much you can do. um, Yeah, it's a, it's a no brainer when you've, once you've experienced it. I mean, listen, I, my mom has ulcerative colitis too. I mean, mm-hmm. it, this is, and you know, we have it in the family. It's, you know, as they say, it's, you know, genetic and in many ways. And, um, you know, for me, it was very important that that's not something that I pass on to my mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. So well, you know, the saying is he- though that genes load the, the gun and your lifestyle pulls the trigger. So even if you're genetically predisposed to something, that doesn't mean it's going to happen to you mm-hmm. um, necessarily. Okay, so even if there is a genetic component that passes on to your son, if you if you don't let the lifestyle pull the trigger, then it's not going to affect him in that way. Yeah. So that's that's the way we look at things. A hundred percent. And in my husband's side of the family, you know, his the all the men died young. 
you know, from, from, from health problems. Mm. And so, um, we decided that this was the best for us. And, you know, for us too, as both of us are Baha'is as well and the Baha'i faith, it actually talks about how in the future, everyone will not be eating animal based mm -hmm. products anymore. Mm -hmm. And that if you can con content yourself with fruits and vegetables and grains and nuts and seeds, that it is mm. better for your body. Mm -hmm. And so for us, it was like, everything is speaking to this direction and there hasn't been a moment. And my husband says it too. There hasn't been a moment where we have felt deprived. Mm. There's never been a moment where we've gone, Oh God, I wish I could have that burger. I wish I could have this or that. Not once. Yeah. Amazing. So I'd like you just to touch on last little bits about from your healing journey. Like what is, um, the reintroduction of food what is that process like uh we'll just talk about that and then we'll talk about how you're feeling in, in general now as you know you've been healed now for a few months so we slowly were introducing different things um i because i'm an emotional eater and that's been my mo back from you know my younger years i wanted to hurry up and like introduce a bunch of these things um I want to fill that, um, you know, void <laughs> the way I used to. Um, but we kept it really slow and I did really, really well with the introduction of these foods, which was mm. fantastic. It was so gentle. Um, and it went great. And I think it was a span of, I want to say seven weeks or so where we introduced yeah. the rest of all these foods. Yeah. There's a seven phase process that we have as part of the program that's, been tried and tested over years and years of helping people overcome this. So, you know, there's a step-by-step -step process where the food, you introduce the gentler types of food first, and then you go to the more complex food as your gut becomes stronger and is able to handle the different fibers. So yeah, yeah that's, that's what we did. Yeah. And I was feeling great. No issues, no problems, still no issues or problems. I mean, now I want to say since March, you know, since my last symptoms, it's like what we're in, you know, September now. September. So that's, mm -hmm. yeah. So for all these months, everything has been going six months. Yeah. Yeah. Six months. Good. And of course there's other elements, which of course I have to always be aware of. I mean, it's not just your, you know, the foods, but it's the amount of water you're taking, the amount of rest you're giving mm -hmm. your body. Um, and, and just, how you channel the energy of your stress from your day-to-day -day life um, and doing all of those things during this whole process has really changed me in many ways mm. um, and my ideas about how I want to live in general. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and I've gotten mm. so creative now with foods. I've, you know, my mom's an amazing chef and you know, she's always taught me like, you know, you can make things up from here and there. And I've literally just taken all these recipes that like, honestly, I've taken the recipes that have certain foods that I'm not interested in having. And I've just found like whole food, organic, you know, substitutes, you know, I've been able to make awesome mozzarella cheese from like cashew nuts and mm. um and some like tapioca flour and water 
and I could just use that as like a mozzarella. I've been able to make some incredible like breads. I've been able to, I mean, I take king oyster mushrooms and mm -hmm. I make scallops out of mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things. I mean, I've made lasagnas that my husband, no one would be able to know that there is no meat and that there is no cheese in this mm -hmm. lasagna. So I've gotten super creative um, and it's been, it's been nice and I feel, I feel awesome. Sounds like you need to start a cooking show now, but yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Everyone. And I posted on social media, like everyone's like, how did you do that? Oh, can you give me the recipe for that? I mean, like there is this famous Persian dish called, well, part of a dish of the rice dish. It's called Tadig, where basically the bottom of the rice, they put oil. And then they flip when they flip it over, it's like crispy. Mm. And so everyone knows you have to have oil to make the rice crispy. We we found a way <laughs> to use coconut, basically, to at the bottom of the rice. And then when you flip it, it's just as crispy and great. People are like, oh my God, it's blowing their minds. <laughs> so yeah, I I um I think the more people talk about it and the more people, you know. Um, show how um, simple it is to make these kinds of changes. Um, yeah, the more people will feel a lot more just, comfortable. Just rewiring your brain and thinking, okay, well, this is what I used to use to make a dish taste like this. Um, but this and this ingredient are not healthy for me. What can I use that's healthy that can replicate? So if you're trying to replicate fat, you can use like nut butters or tahini or coconut to replicate yeah. fat in a whole food way, you know, and then you yeah. can have the same kind of outcomes without the oil, for example, without the meat, uh, um, you know, in there, that's going to make your, your health, you know, adverse, adversely affect your health. And yeah. the food tastes amazing. Like, I mean, my wife has her own kind of YouTube channel with recipes and stuff. And, and you know, oh, I don't yeah. want for anything. I mean, she is, you know, makes some incredible stuff, you know, that's lovely. um, and um, so, yeah, it's when, when you just rewire your brain and just think outside the square a little bit, you find the solutions and, and they're delicious. Yeah, 100 percent. And I mm. think if someone has to be willing, like you have to also just you have to want to step out of, um, you know, a previous way of living because, mm. it you know, or else it just it's not going to it's not going to you have to want to feel good. Mm -hmm. You have to want to come out of that. And I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. You're right. A lot of people are confused because we're getting so much information from different places and we don't know what to filter out. We don't know nothing. And we kind of just give up mm. and then we just go, yeah. I don't want anything. Um, mm. but at the same time, I just, I have to, and I was one of those people. I think the biggest thing for me was my family mm. and knowing that I'm not just living for me anymore. Like back when I was like, you know, my twenties and stuff, you know, I would suffer and have the bleeding and whatever. But now it's like, I have a son. I, I got to live long enough for him. You know, I've got a husband who I'm madly in love with and I have to be able to survive a while so that I can develop a relationship with mm -hmm. him. Um, and it was really love that brought me closer um, to this. And thank mm -hmm. God um, it did. And that, thank God, it was people talking about it, that her name is Emma. You know, she let me know about you all. Mm. And so I um, just I'm so grateful. I'm grateful you all exist. Mm. I mean, I, I just I wish I had gotten to you sooner <laughs> is what it was. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah. Well, everything happens at the right time. A very yeah. firm, firm in belief that everything happens at the right time. So yeah. Um, yeah, you found us at the right time when you were ready to make these changes, when it was, you know, there was enough of a compulsion to to put the effort in to make those changes. You know, you had the motivation with with what you went through with your pregnancy and then and then, you know, um and you had the the why, which is your family and your child and your husband, you know, which you didn't but didn't have ten years ago possibly. Mm-hmm. Um so all that kind of lines up and then you find a solution. And then you now you have the motivation and the why and now you get the how. And so it's like everything lines up perfectly and you can do it. You know? Yeah. Mm. yeah um so in closing let's talk about what your life is like now um so there's two things i want you to do i want you to talk to everyone about what your life is like now and i also want you to give some advice to people who are watching that um are going through kind of a similar experience to what you went through i mean you had 14 years of it not everyone has it that long (laughs) or who was watching has had it that long so you know you've got a lot of experience of kind of living with with ulcerative colitis yeah what my life is like now, besides the fact that I feel great that I don't have those symptoms that were haunting me for, like you said, 14 years, hmm. um, is that I've created a routine um, for myself. You know, like I know, you know, in the mornings, I know in the grocery store what I'm going to get and I know what I'm going to eat in the morning. You know, I know when I'm going to try and get to bed at night. Um, I know the exercises that I want, you know, that I want to make sure that I'm trying to do. Um, and I'm at that happy place with that. Um, I'm always evolving, always working to grow in this. This is not like a, okay, now I'm set. It's like, oh gosh, there's so much more that I could do to for myself, even past after all the symptoms have been have gone. Um, what I would honestly say to anybody is that I just. It is possible to never have to deal with any of these things again. It never has to get in your way. You never have to worry about rushing to the bathroom when you're in class or at work or on an airplane or whatever. All of this stuff doesn't have to exist. You don't have to bleed, you know, and hurt every time you go to the bathroom. Like this is all curable. You can get rid of it. And... I think you have to ask yourself whether you want it that bad. You have to really Mm. have respect for yourself. If you have that respect for yourself and you want it that bad, it'll happen. And for me, it's just so easy and clear. I mean, like the, the, where do you, with your coaching, it's so the description, everything is like clear. This is what you do. This is how you follow it. I mean, you don't have to bend over backwards trying to figure out, okay, what do I do now? How do I fix this? It's like, the, it's all there for you. It's all very clear. And I think for people to remember like the cost of medication, you know, mm. especially in America, you know, a lot of people don't have insurance. I mean, like how much do they, I just actually opened up my cabinet the other day, this old cabinet. And I found a whole bunch of enemas in there, mm. like boxes and boxes that I spent a good amount of money buying. And I was like, I never have to buy this again. (laughs) And um, I think that's all I would say is that you have to believe that there is a way if if the disease was created, it can be reversed. Mm. And I think um, we're told otherwise. 
Um, but you have so many living examples. I mean, how many other people have you brought on your podcast um, that has more been than a hundred video testimonials on this channel already? <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, if you don't do if you don't do it, it's because you just decided that like the suffering is worth the you know, like it's it's that's you don't you just don't want to get out of it. For me, that's that's what it is, because the proof is already in the pudding. You know, like the research is out. You see the testimonials, people writing about there's no denying it. And um, and I think. To also realize and don't get scared by the fact that you're not going to be eating meat like I promise you, like coming from the meat eater herself, I promise you there will never be a time where you'll be like, man, I wish I could have that meat. I've never felt that. So I wouldn't ever let that hinder you. I think people are like, oh, I would love to do it, but I just don't know if I could remove the meat. And it's a big part of our family. I promise you, you won't ever look back. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I think the perfect way to close the, the interview there, <laughs> you know, absolutely. You won't look back, um, transform your life. You get better health than you ever imagined, even before you had the disease. And, um, yeah, you just, you just get on with it and you can, you can, you have a future now, you know, it's like before it was always like in that moment, how am I going to get through this day? How am I going to get through this week? Whereas now, and I, and I know you're, you know, one of the big considerations for you is to have another addition to your family, which yeah. is now really possible and, and exciting instead of the dreading yeah. that experience, which, which might've been the case otherwise. So, you know, yeah. I'm really excited for you, what the, you know, what the future holds for you and, you know what's going to happen and and you know yeah look forward to seeing you know how you you get through and and move on through and you said you know you talk about surviving through you're not just surviving you're thriving yeah you know and that's that's the beauty of this whole experience is you go from a position where you're surviving and trying to make it through certain situations in life whereas now there's a whole new range of possibilities that opens up for you a hundred percent and thank you both of you for, for, you know, honestly dedicating your lives to helping people in this way. That's it's, I mean, and, cause you really are. Um, and what you've done for me and all those hundreds of other people, um, is, is you're, you're changing families and you're, you're, you're allowing them to succeed. And that is a beautiful service to humanity. So thank you so much for doing that. I'm so appreciative and grateful. And I, and I even, I said to you one time that I wish, uh, also David Klein was alive mm -hmm. so that I could have told him you saved you literally, um, it's, you know, y'all saved my life <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I, yeah. I really, I'm, I'm one of those people. I have, I think I have a high pain threshold and I think I could suffer if I needed to for the rest of my shorter life. <laughs> um, but, uh, you saved my life, my family and who knows because of this and how I'm feeding, you know, how I'm feeding my child, what untold illnesses we are saving him from, you know? Yeah. So I'm always, I'm always grateful. Yeah, wonderful. You know, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And it's been a real honor to have you on the show and share your story. And it's, yeah. It's a pleasure. It's been lovely to get to know you and, you know, kind of go through this journey with you. It's been a you know, real pleasure for me as well. Um, for everyone who's watching this, here's another example. It's possible you can do it. You just have to put your mind to it and set your goals and, and you can achieve it if you want to. 
Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, please um, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and uh, click that little bell notification icon so you get updates of all our recent uploads. Uh, give the video a like if you enjoyed it. It helps us reach more people. And um, if you have any questions about what Nava went through or about how healing happens, there's a comment section down below. Please ask away and we'll do our best to answer your questions. Uh, if you're watching, if you're listening on the podcast, please share this and, and share the videos as well um, so people can, you know, get this information that you can heal and be symptom free and be medication free, just like Nava has and just like Shamiz mm-hmm. has and just like hundreds of other people have who worked with us to to achieve mm-hmm. this outcome. And finally, you know, thank you so much for everyone who's who's joined us today. Make sure you eat plants and lots of them. Take care. (laughs) Thank you, Nava. Thank you, Shakul. Appreciate it.